AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm awake. Are you? Let's go now to our new episode of The Unfiltered Rise with me, Heidi Love. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Big Grimbowski. With me tonight, I have on my very first returning guest, Heidi Love is back, and we got a good topic for you guys tonight. We do. We do. We're all about it. We're going to tell you guys another little dirty Mormon secret because why not? Right. We got to, exactly. we got to break it down. <laughs> we got to break it down for the listeners because there's usually such a treasure trove that we can just like go into the grab bag and pick. <laughs> and this, there's so many different talking points and so much information. It's, even when you think like you you've said it all, then you're just like, oh, I can now list off, you know, half a dozen other things that I completely forgot to even talk about and bring up. Yes. It's like, oh, now that we've got the basics down, let me spring this on you. And granted, mm-hmm. anybody can be a freak show in any religion. I'm not saying that this was just because he was a Mormon. However, I do believe it led to a lot of his grandiose thoughts because, um, in Mormonism, men are really held to a certain standard and they act like, you know, they have the priesthood, so they know everything. And I really do think mm-hmm. that played into this situation. So, yeah. and so Mark Hoffman is actually who we're going to talk about tonight. Exactly. And so, Mark Hoffman. Yes. Mark Hoffman. And he was one of the people in the Salamander letters And he actually was not the, he was the creator of it, but originally it was thought to be a real, a real thing, a real, um, letter that was found that was ancient or Mm -hmm. whatever from real Joseph Smith. And he, uh, he is actually a document dealer 
And so he was born in the master 50s. forger. Oh, master. And this, this is not just with the church. He he had forged multiple items, which probably got him oh, more time yeah. than the, the deaths, really. Yeah, because oh, he yeah. was uh, forging like constitutional papers and Thomas Jefferson papers. And I he was he had, like, actually really good at paintings it. paintings and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, looked <laughs> like actual, you know, like Picassos and Rembrandts and shit yep. like that. He was like, like he was ma- when we're talking most. master, well, well, when we say master, he would actually, um, they found out later, because even when the Salamander letters came out that they were fake, they took them, the church took them and said, hey, FBI, we need you to look at these. And they said, yeah, they're real. The FBI <laughs> gave him cred. And they were like, we don't think so because blah, blah, blah. And then it became like, oh, oh, yeah, they're fake. <laughs> But the listen, FBI. listen, the FBI, the same FBI that also <laughs> put like on their uh, their list of dangerous gangs, they put on uh, the ICP followers, the Juggalos as being a dangerous <laughs> fucking oh threat. Like, They're a danger Jesus, to society. Who, run, who runs this shit over there? Come on. You're like, what are they going to do? Paint everybody's face and give them some. Uh, what's that that they drink? Fanta? Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And so, no, but they really did think, I mean, and he would actually go to such lengths that he would um, make ozone so that it would like go over the top of it. And he made his own ink and he had like all these different things so that actually it was period proper. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, got to give the guy props. Although the funny parts are, is he was like so meticulous about the ink and about all this stuff. And then he had typos. How hilarious is that? That part makes me laugh. So yeah, he was selling that tale of a Freeman. Um, and I think it's tale of a Freeman. Yeah. And anyway, at the end, of, he had had multiple typos in it and everyone knows like it's a really patriotic thing that many people know it's a poem. And so like, you can't have typos in it. It's people, mm-hmm. even though it was never found written until he found it, um, people would have noticed. And so I think it's kind of funny that he had typos on it which is hilarious i don't know maybe he was trying to be extra special and be like it's just a little different so my mine is better <laughs> right exactly I don't now know. i do want to point out real quick that the last time we spoke on everything i was trying to remember this and i couldn't come up with what it was exactly what it was called or anything but i was trying to uh, I, I knew that there I had watched some sort of documentary and it had something to do with the Mormon church and some sort of fake letters involving some right. sort of animal of sorts. And I just, I couldn't pinpoint what in the heck it was. And then Which like, was. yeah. So it's like, you know, now that you know, here we are, we're, we're doing this thing and remembering everything. So like, you know, I watched like some, some YouTube videos on it earlier um, just, you know, for a quick refresh stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this story, this is so freaking wild. And the fact that like, you know, he was also just like trying to troll the Mormon church at the same time, just as. Yes, it's because, (laughs) so Mark Hoffman actually lost his faith. Um, He grew up in the eighties, I I believe. No, he grew up, he was born in the fifties. So at 14, he -hmm. lost his faith. He said for some reason, he just lost his faith when he was about 14, but he still went on a mission because you have to understand 
in LDS community, you don't just not go on a mission. Like if you're a girl, it's okay. Especially back then it was kind of like, okay, you're not cute enough that you didn't get married. So I guess you can go on a mission. Like literally it was kind of like the old maids club back then, not now. Um, because they didn't want girls to go till after they were 21, but men were expected mm. to go. And many men are still expected to go. Like their parents will hang over their head. Like we won't pay. If you don't go, we won't pay for your college. If you don't go, we won't do this. We won't do that. So a lot of guys go that don't want to be there that aren't living the word. Like they're supposed to blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, and they don't do it out in the field either. So it causes all these problems because, you have to be so devout, like a priest. When you're on a mission, you can't date. You can't talk to women. You can't be alone and talk to a girl. Like there's all these stipulations. And so it, it leads obviously to problems. If you've got people out there that don't want to be there. And for our friend, Mark Hoffman, he really didn't want to be there, but he did end up in England, which he was pretty stoked about because when he was young, he actually was like a little pyro when he was young. He actually burned himself uh -oh. really bad to the point where he got third degree burns from doing stuff with fire, which leads into bombs later. He even said as a child, he made pipe bombs as one does. That was the quote, as one does to blow things up because he was playing. I'm like, right, right. As one does. Okay, it, is first, that just yeah. like a, a, per a periodical thing? Is that just like the I, time period? I'm, just you I'm grow like, up, you're what? making pipe bombs? What the fuck? <sighs> I know. I was like, what is he talking about as one does? I was like, no, I never learned how to make a pipe bomb. I don't know about you, but uh, no, yeah, I mean, no, no. I didn't learn how to make a sparkler bomb until like, you know, an adult. Like, yeah. <laughs> He was like into it. And so he got burned so bad. This was kind of when his fascination started with all of his little like games that he wanted to play, trying to forge things because his mom would bring pennies for him and he was like recreating and making them into special minted ones that like were the double headed Buffalo nickel and stuff like that. And he actually sold one to a kid at school and the kid found out later that it was just plastic and it came off and he had to give the money back. And so they knew this was going oh, on wow. from pretty young age. That was like in high school. So, I mean, Career there was criminal. kind of a history there. Yeah. And then the pyro stuff. And he said it like he had a, I mean, it was serious for him to require skin grafts. That's serious. Yeah. And so they should have been like, Hey, maybe we should watch this kid a little bit, you know, but yeah, they didn't. So he, you know, goes along his way. He also was fascinated with magic. And I thought that was really important, like magic tricks and magic stuff for his family. And I was like, wow, Joseph Smith Jr. here. Like what? Okay. Maybe he had some weird stuff in his, uh, in his journey as well. It doesn't say so. Now, are we, are we talking like like you know, like uh, occult magic, folk magic, or are we? I talking think he like was just light of hand, playtime. magician, yes, sleight of hand, you know. magician, sleight of hand. Okay, uh, actually being a center of attention for family, um, always wanting to do stuff like that. But it is interesting and kind of plays into his psyche, and that's kind of why I go there because I'm like, nah. and I never heard that in any of the other ones. I found some stuff in a book, and I was like, well, that's interesting, you know. So. There's many books written on this. Um, one of them, the one I got for this is Salamander. And it's it's from Linda Silhouette and Alan Roberts. So there's quite a bit of good information in there. It's a nice size book. It's it's not little, it's not light. But yeah, everyone you know, can't see well that. That's pretty pretty decent, almost like mm -hmm. what, like almost two inch thick book. 
Yeah. Yep. And so I went to a couple, and I'm pretty sure it's still like all over print or wherever, but this one's pretty old. I mean, I would say at least we could look at the copyright, but it looks oldish, like nineties probably. Um, Oh, I'm so 1988. I was close. I was so close. So, um, what went year? through 1988. Hey, you're so when this was. Yes. So I'm like, all right, well, we're going through his life. He ends up in England. He's already obsessed with these coins. He's already obsessed mm -hmm. with forging little things. And he sold a dime or I think it was a dime or a penny to a couple places and they actually took it. He got way better at this. And so he made, he started making money off of local coin dealers. And he even said it wasn't just about being able to make money. It was about mm -hmm. being able to scam people. Like he didn't say scam, right. but he was like, I felt good about the fact that I could do that. And so he, he, you know, he was pretty into that. So he goes to this mission and he starts collecting all these books and he's like going to all these old bookstores in England and whatever, and trying to collect as much as he can about Mormonism. And uh -huh. he's trying to like even anti-Mormon stuff. And I'm sure his, you're always with a partner. You can't go by yourself when you're a missionary. I'm sure his partner was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like, yeah, because no. if they're buying anti-Mormon books in there, you know, missionary suits. Yeah. Great idea. I don't know. Maybe he went on his break day. They do have a P day, but I still think they have to be together. So I don't know how that worked out. They never said, but he did finish his mission and he came home and he went to college for a little while. And then he decided, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm, I can make far more money uh, being a rare documents dealer, AKA forger. <laughs> yep. So he comes home and he decides, you know, he's going to do this and full time. And he he was very interested, not just in making money, but getting new documents, because what he would do is he would trade them for other things. So like the Thomas Jefferson stuff, he really did get a Thomas Jefferson real journal or something so that he could practice recreating it. And so he was pretty smart that way. Like he made sure that I yeah. mean, his stuff. Yeah, his stuff was infallible, except for they said eventually someone could tell because of the sway of the ink to one side or something. So and that was like way later after we'll get to there, but <clears throat> it was way right. later after a lot of people had been duped, including the government. So uh, I don't know if I'd have gone there. Should have left that one alone. I mean, that just how good he was at doing it. If he was able to fool yeah. government officials. That are supposed to be the so on so experts. Yep. Like, come on. He did it. And he didn't have a huge, like, even on his own personality, like, he also dated this girl named Amy forever through his college. And he met his future wife, Dory, at the same time. And he was lying to her the whole time, saying that this girl was just a friend and dated him like the whole time. And then at the and he told her at one time she was singing. I guess she had done an art an article or a book. I can't remember which. But she said one time she was singing somewhere and he said, I chose you for your looks. You're not a very good singer. Don't worry. We'll I'll make you into what I want or something crazy like that. So he was obviously the type of guy that was really grandiose. We call that, you know, grandiosity. And it just means basically that they're in their mind, they're a God, but also in the church, you're taught right. 
that you're God, you know, that we can become like God and be God. So is it hugely surprising to me? Not so much, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things where it plays right into this whole situation. I think not to say that it's the church's fault, but also the fact is they do make, they do tell people that God was a man and they can be just like God. So there it is. I mean, that's kind of plays into things with people. And so he continued um, with these letters and different things. He kept trying little by little. He did some small ones with people first, and then he just, they were like little trials. And then he would fix the things that they would maybe comment on or whatever. And he gets, Mm -hmm. he gets married to this lady, Dory, who's apparently the most passive human on the planet of the earth because he's married to this lady. Okay. And he's like, this is my office. You can never go in there and locks it. And when they ask her about it, yeah. When they ask her about it, they're like, um, weren't you ever kind of curious? Like this is happening in your home. Were you not ever wondering like what he was doing in there or what's happening? And her answer was, he told me not to go in there and it was one less room to clean. Crazy. Hell no. If my husband told me I couldn't go in somewhere, I would definitely go in there. Yeah. So, and there was a good money flow coming in. So I'm like, all right, well, she just didn't want to know because she knew money was coming from somewhere, you know? Right. So she probably was like, don't ask, don't. Yep. She was mob wife in it all the way like that. She's gangster, you know, like she just didn't want to know. And so, uh, yeah, she was down for the whole thing. I even stood by him during the trial for a minute, but we'll get to that. But yeah, so he, he goes on and the first thing he sold to the church was something called the Anton letters. And when he did this, they completely thought it was real. And the funny thing that they do, and this starts happening like in the eighties, um, actually the letter, the first letter was sold January 6th, 1984 for four or no, that's the second one. So right before that, in the early eighties, he sold this Anton letter and to the church. Well, he wanted to trade for other things. So like he got like copies of an original book of Mormon, like all these things that they have in their vaults that they don't just give out. And he got 20,000 for that one. 20,000 in the eighties, bro. That's some cash. Like that's not cheap. You know, that's a good, pretty good chunk of change. Right. Especially when you're thinking like you would buy a brand new car off the lot or like Mm $3,000. Yep. And houses were like like a hot rod too, even, you know, (laughs) speaking of which he did have, I think he drove like a Mazda something like a sports car. And because so many people have commented about it, but yeah, he sold that one first. And then he, and he made sure when he was selling these articles to the church that they were like really incriminating, basically like if this got out, like there's another one, the Lucy Max Smith letter. And there's a letter that, that she supposedly wrote that was really incriminating about Joseph Smith's visions and how stuff wasn't true, blah, blah, blah. So the church is like, shit, we got to buy this because I mean, we can't have this go out, you know? Right. Exactly. So they, they would buy them and, or acquire them through other members in the church that would buy them. And therefore they would lock them in the vault and just try to bury them. And, and so they were worried about this stuff and they were trying to just get ahead of it. But it it was funny. They said every time anybody was around him and they were like, Oh, I, yeah, I'm related to, um, so Sandra Tanner talks about this and she like knew, knew him. And she said, 
I'm related to Brigham Young. And I was saying to him one time, oh yeah, I wished um, that I could get Brigham Young stuff, whatever it is. And she was like, and then all of a sudden he would have it, you know, like, oh, it would pop up like, oh, look, I found this in some really old thing, but he made it off like, well, I'm actively searching and no one else is. So he, he was like, this is my full-time job. That's why I'm traveling all over. But like really what it was is he was finding out what people wanted and actually her and her husband had a huge dispute about it because they had their church ministries. I don't know if you know who Sandra Tanner is, but she's a huge anti-Mormon person. And so she, she was like, if we publish this in our newsletter, I want to publish the opposite saying that I don't know. I think I kind of believe him. And so they did. They published like alternating views on this with her and her husband because she was really worried about not being able to get it. And so, yeah, he was he was working all kinds of fun little things. And it was more about embarrassing the church than it was about like the money. And if the church would ever be like, nah, we don't want that, then he would go to the reformed LDS church and say, well, that's kind of their their competition he would go to them and say well do you guys want it and so a lot of times they would jump you know and so that was even questioning the churches um they he did one about you i don't know if you know what a patriarchal blessing is but it's like you get this blessing when you're in your teenagers that tells you what your life's going to be like if it's kind of like if you do this and this and this, then you're going to have a prosperous life and have kids and blah, 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 blah. It's supposed to be kind of like a fortune telling session in a way. Right. That's Somebody what I was just about to say. Lays their hands yeah, on your head and it's, it, it's, um, they tell you all this stuff. So it, it's kind of weird, um, that they do that, but they do that. And so they said, oh, well his pay and it's from a patriarch and, this one guy does it for like the whole ward or whatever. So they said that he found the patriarchal blessing of Joseph Smith's son saying he should have been the next person to take over. And that didn't happen. Brigham Young did. And so that puts huge doubts in a lot of people's minds. Cause they're like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. And so that's why they have the reformed LDS church because they did break off and follow the sun. So that would literally support their whole everything. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would have followed, you know, so then that made kind of a bidding war, made his stuff worth more, whatever. And so he would do these things that were kind of really not good for the church. They really looked negative. And they kind of looked at him like he was a rock star, like his little helper. He had this little helper. His name was Shannon Flynn. And people say, if you look at pictures of them and they say they stay together when they travel, like in the, in the hotel. And if you look at them, a lot of people are like, that's his girlfriend. Like, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a man. (laughs) But also I'm like, I don't know, because he seems like a huge cheapskate because they said he would wear his clothes till they would fall apart. And like his briefcase was wired shut at one point because he wouldn't buy a new one. And so, yeah, this guy is just super like he's not he's frugal as crap other than when it comes to these rare things he likes to have. And so, yeah, I could also see that maybe the guy just was sharing a room because he's a cheapskate, you know, they don't want to have separate rooms or whatever, but. I don't know. And I will tell you though, the Shannon Flynn guy is one of the only people he allows to see him. Yeah. 
There's another huge case, um, huge in Utah. And I will be covering this. Maybe we'll do it because, because I think you would like it because you're really into murders and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's about the Lafferty murders. The Lafferty murders are like a huge thing. So I guess the people that wrote the book about the Laff- Lafferty brothers and that show under the banner of heaven, they came in to try and get an interview with him at the prison. And they, he was like, no, I, I don't talk about it anymore. Go to hell. And so the Lafferty brothers were like, yo, we're Mormon. We'll talk. We'll talk about it all day. We'll talk about our stuff. So that's how that book came about, which a lot of people don't know. So it's kind of funny because that's a great show, by the way. It's a really good, um, I know that case well, and it's a really good projection of what really happened in that case, which was really sad because he killed his wife and kid over a blood atonement. And so that's a whole rabbit hole, but it is crazy bananas. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, Jeez. you're going to want to get into that one. Because you, as Damn. much as you like crazy stuff like that, I know you, you would love it. And so, and it's two brothers and they do it together because the wife was like going to leave her husband or whatever. She wasn't being a good Mormon and they cured her of it because they killed her. And then they slit their baby's throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was big and ugly, but this guy Hoffman was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And he spoke at first and we'll get there when, when we get to the point where he gets caught and he did confess and he did talk about it at first and then he was done. And I think I know why I have a conjecture, no proof of why. Okay. So he goes on, sells that letter and he goes on to the second one. Well, the next big one for the church, which is the salamander letter. And basically this letter says, and this is really funny because people actually are always like, oh, that was so crazy and da, da, da. It was, but there's also some backing to this. Just so you guys know, there was a story and it was actually in multiple affidavits. There's a Kelly interview for the RLDS, September 17th, 1884. And there's also another one, an affidavit from Willard Chase. Now these cats are all before 1900. This is old stuff. And then there's a book called Mormonism Unveiled from E.D. House. And they all state that there was this story about not a salamander, but a toad. And that I've heard that one. I heard that too. Yes, this is true. Well, I don't know if it's true, but this is historical. We'll say that. So in Mormonism Unveiled, they said that the original thing that Joseph Smith said when he went to go get the plates, and they're the ones that busted him out, like saying he didn't go there in normal clothes and all that. He was required to have a black horse and black clothes and on the equinox and all the creepy stuff I've talked about before. These guys are where it came from. Now, they're affidavits. This isn't like them just BSing. Okay, this is like a court document, you know. However, there's controversy because they say Willard Chase didn't like Joseph Smith. So, so what? A lot of people didn't, but I don't know that he would have gone this far and Kelly's story matches. So it's kind of weird, but that he went to get the plates out and a toad like creature came out. Now, if you know anything about the occult, a toad is a very occult in nature, very that's why they're one of the pet creatures that you can choose on Harry Potter. Okay. It's a magical thing. It's a dark magic thing. And 
you know, you guys can believe it or not, but that's just how it is. A salamander, however, on the other hand, is considered like white magic, especially a white salamander. It's more magical in a good way. So he basically took this actual true story and he flipped it and turned it into, you know, it was a white salamander instead of a toad. But there's still a story that he went to go get the plates out of the box and, and this toad knocked him out, like punched him and knocked him out a couple times and so did you hear that i'm you're cutting out a tiny what was that uh, i didn't i didn't say anything. i just <laughs> oh you were like ah okay yeah, yeah. so it's I, I mean it's i don't know that's not proof but it is historical i mean and it's not just bs because it was an affidavit so that's odd you know I mean, yeah, no I would they go to such trouble, you know, like to write it back then, like this meant a lot to go be before a court for sure. Like it means a lot still to sign an affidavit, you know, you're doing something you mm -hmm. can be perjured for. So, I mean, that's what they said. He said, so it's still hearsay, but whatever. So there is a true story about that. And he just kind of swapped it around a little bit. And so the church finds out about this and they are crap in their pants. They're like, Gordon B. Hinckley, he's like, oh my gosh, we got to get a hold of this letter. This can't get out because Martin Harris, it's supposedly from one of his scribes, Martin Harris saying like this story about the salamander and the plates. And they're like, oh my hell, we can't have this get out to the public. This sounds as nuts mm -hmm. as it sounds today. So they're like, we got to get a hold of this. And they didn't purchase it themselves, but a wealthy bishop did purchased it for $40,000 plus a whole bunch of stuff like historical money and all this stuff because they have like the original Mormon money. Mormons made their own mm -hmm. money for a while. And so all this cool stuff that they got, different documents, articles, whatever. And so he gets all this stuff and he gets this big fat thing of money and he, and people are like starting to believe that he like is just a hundred percent on everything he's doing because he's like, yeah, everything's being passed through as, uh, yep. It's a hundred percent authentic. Even the FBI mm -hmm. still said that later. So he looks like a rock star and he's loving it. Plus he secretly hates the church. And so he's loving it even more. He's like high on power. He's got, you know, money traveling, um, doing what he wants to do full-time blah, you know, a wife that's not even sneaking a peek. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that part? I was just like, yeah. it's just God, he was he he trolled so freaking hard. It's just like it's oh for sure. It's just it's so it's mind melting, is what it is. Because you just mind it's melting, one one yes. of those things that you can't wrap your 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 head around and you try to hold on to it, and it just seeps through your fingers, and you're just like what i agree how did no I agree. how was there no one how was there no one that was able no to one. just like start to kind of put put pieces together like you would just like well and not not only putting them together but they're like praising him right, right. like you would think yeah. like after a while like this is no this is too good to be true this is way too good to yeah. be true like there's no way that you're that good at just randomly no. finding yeah Donkey. you're just finding all this stuff like oh okay yeah super like cool. okay like, where what? you get your leads from 
that's the first thing I yeah. want to know. Like, where are these Trace leads? It. And like, so this yeah, is what you know. he he lies and says. He says, and sometimes he's sneaky and smart. Like the I can't remember which one it was, but one of the letters he made sure he didn't find it. He made sure his wife found it. He's like, hey, look at these cool old books that I have that I got look at this and this. And he's like, will you help me go through them and make sure there's nothing in it? And so she found it. And then one of the other ones, like in college, somebody found it like with him at the library and it was like all sealed and everything. And so, yeah, it was always like on the DL. He was super smart about placing them in old books. This is how they were found. Like journal pages. Yeah. So then he goes on and now he's like at the top of his game and he's you know, I got to do one even better. So he starts talking to the church about this collection called the McClellan collection and the McClellan collection also exists. Many people think all this stuff is made up, right? No, the salamander Mm -hmm. letter was a thing. It was just a toad and it was a little bit different and tweaked, but no, it was a real thing. And if you Google it or go on Quora or some of these talk things, people are like, Oh no, that was just fake, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it actually has some credence and historical stuff that goes with it. It isn't just completely BS, you know, Mm -hmm. same thing with the McClellan letters, he was in the quorum of the 12 when Joseph Smith. Okay. So there's the prophet and the prophet has two counselors. So it's kind of like the Godhead. And then they have the quorum of the 12, like Jesus's 12 apostles, basically. And then there's okay. the quorum of the 70. So he was in the quorum of the 12 and he was unshakable in his faith. He really, really was a believer. And he was also in the U S military and he like got in trouble with Lincoln and everything like this goes back to war stuff. And the one thing about Mormons is, is they're very funny about, they want everybody to make a journal all the time. They want you to journal every single day. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's great, but it also can cause some real problems in a historical aspect when people are like and then this happened and then you have a falling out with joseph smith later because he wants to have two thousand wives and the mcclellan guy he's like yeah i don't know about this like i right. i'm not feeling it i don't want to be a plague you know i don't like it mm. um and so he was journaling all this and no one ever thought they would find all this stuff well there's letters there's journals there's all these things well he kind of he he knew there was a guy and he figures the guy's writing journals because mormon and letters because old people and so he's like oh yeah i have this whole collection you know so he borrows money from the church and the church fronts it to him it might have been like a side man but basically the church and he's supposed to meet with the guy because he's like i'll give you this whole collection for that money because you know i need the money so he was supposed to meet with this guy that day and his name was, let's see, I wrote it down. Okay. Steve Christiansen. So he is supposed to meet with him that day to make sure that this stuff is real. Okay. To verify mm-hmm. it. Cause he's this big church documents guy. Well, he can't get the crap together fast enough. He didn't know what to do. So he put it all in the back of his car And he was going to try and like finagle something, but he knew it wasn't going to work. So instead he built a pipe bomb and delivered it to his house. And so when he opened it, it killed him. Yeah. October 15th, 1985, he kills this guy. And so then 
he decides he's got to do one more because this other document stealer knew. So he sends one to him as well. But actually, his wife opened it and was super sad. Yep. And she got killed. So then he's yep. like, man. And he even said in one of his confessions, it didn't matter what happened to me. I would have rather died than have all this come out about me. But he knew it was coming like he knew because he could not mm -hmm. deliver that collection. He he didn't have enough time to forge it. I don't know why he didn't give himself more time. And a lot of people are like, why wouldn't you do that? But they said mentally, maybe he was like starting to lose it at that point more than he was already lost. And so possibly that could have been it or the whole grandiose thing where he just thought he was kind of like God and they would just believe him. And, and then they called, called it out. And we're like, you need to have this here. And then he got freaked out and did this. So the third bomb he put in his car and he tries to blow himself up. Now, a lot of people are like, no, because there was no nails in his pipe bomb. Like there was in the other people's. So mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, he just did it to blow up his car. And so that he could say, well, the, all the documents got destroyed. And which kind of makes sense. I mean. Yep. Yeah, he's a pyro -y guy, you know, like set it on fire, it goes away, right? Yeah, exactly. So they started, everybody's starting to go. Like at first he went to the hospital and everybody was really worried about him and didn't think he had anything to do with it. But then like they're the FBI. So like they're finding receipts and pipe, pipe bomb stuff and shit in his basement and like all this weird stuff. So they're like, yeah, no. Like, this is you, you know, you, you, we, we know it was you. So he finally says, okay, it was me. He's like a chatty Kathy about this at first, man. He's like all about mm -hmm. the confession. He's like, this is what I did. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And he did, they said he had like zero emotion about it too. Like nothing. Like he killed these people and he was just like, cool, you know? And so right. he, he's like, okay, whatever he keeps in prison now he's in prison and all of a sudden he just stops talking okay and i think they got to him so he starts pocketing or cheeking all of his meds and he tries to kill himself again but he's unsuccessful and i swear this is an epstein job on this one because this guy he he would know like how much to save or whatever you would really make sure if you wanted to die right well instead yeah. of dying guess what happens to him he like lays on his arm all weird for 12 hours his right arm and he's right-handed tell me uh -huh. this is i think they knocked him out and drugged him and i think he was placed that way because it caused such extensive damage to his right arm he will never be able to forge another document you tell me that's not a coincidence this episode is brought to you by skinny pop popcorn perfectly popped endlessly delicious oh so light and crunchy skinny pop original popcorn is the snack you've been searching for made with just three simple ingredients popcorn kernels sunflower oil and salt snacking never felt or tasted so good Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Going for your first ever run around the park. 
Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. Uh, right. Exactly. Like, right. you just don't. Yeah, because, no, because we live in Mormonville, USA, and he's at the point of the mountain in Mormonville, USA, and you don't think there's people called Danites. I don't know if you know what this means, but there's people that are, no, I, I know. mean, the church, the church will lie about this, but Danites are people that will kill people like me for speaking out. Okay. And they're like the secret army of the, the Mormon church. I mean, this was back in Joseph Smith days, but a lot of people say it's still a thing. And so, oh, do I think so? That's, that's a whole rabbit hole within itself. Oh yeah. The Danites. Yeah. So they, I mean, I think that it's very interesting that it happened to him. Like it just happened to be his arm and he did survive, but his arm is permanently damaged forever. So he's still alive then, right? He's still alive. And he refuses to speak to anyone now. Don't you think that's odd that he like completely changed his tune and he's like, nobody talked to me. Man, I wonder when the last time like somebody's actually tried to go there and like be like, hey, you know, see if he'll talk to me. No, they won't. During the Netflix documentary thing that they were making for this, which wasn't that long ago, they tried and he wasn't down. He wasn't, he, he won't talk to anyone. The only one that's on his thing to see him is that dude, Shannon Flynn still goes to see him. And so, but even his, his wife left him. Right. And talk to him. Like you talk to him you're going to get, you're going to find out more of the answers of what you want. Where's he lies, kind of though. He they they had him on the Netflix special, and he something has happened to his voice. You can hear it, but he's on there, and he he still like uh like he still looks up to him. He still thinks he's great, and you can just see it. Like he's like like dorkstruck, kind of still to this day. Man, wild. And and his wife finally did leave him, but she stood by him clear until the church excommunicated him and as soon as he got excommunicated she was done so she uh is she a part of the church? she's remarried no she isn't now i i don't think um <clears throat> she really focuses now on hypnotism and reiki therapy and weird stuff like that like to help heal herself because she had a lot of drama you know so she tries to help heal others now that's and awesome so shit. that's good i mean that's good but like i think it's strange that that she didn't do it at first. Like if you're going to leave, just leave when it happens. But no, she waited till he got excommunicated, which is kind of funny. So at that point, her temple marriage. Some people just been... need that push, you know? Right. <laughs> well, she didn't open the door for whoever knows how long. So she really would have needed a Some push. Some people are also lazy. I think she was just like very compliant. I think that's why. Maybe he didn't marry the Amy chick because she maybe wasn't as compliant as the second one. And he could see it. He was just like, like let's, she just, was, let's just go yeah. with the flow. Whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was very like, this is this and that's that and da 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 and, and do whatever he says. That's so strange. Like, I, I just don't know very many wives, even in the 80s, like that. That's just me. I don't know. But 
Yeah. So the whole story just seems wild. And then on top of it, that he still won't talk. And now his arm is damaged beyond, beyond repair. That's just, that's just a kicker. Yeah. And nobody mentions that part. I did not find that until way later. And I was like, what? This seems so like I didn't break my own arm. (laughs) I don't know. Right. No kidding. Like how, and the other thing is like, how was he able to be in that position for so long without anybody noticing? Like I, I, you know, I had a really good uh, friend of mine that, you know, I was in bands with and stuff that we made music with. And he worked at a uh, Miami County, uh, correctional facility um not too far away from here like it's i can't remember what level prison it is but i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty big prison you see it off the highway when you're driving southbound towards indianapolis and he you know he worked in there and stuff and it's like you know they constantly are like making rounds like they're constantly monitoring stuff like there's no way that somebody would have been able to yeah, there's no way somebody would have been able to be for 12 hours without being checked on. Like, wh- whoever would have been responsible would have, like, lost their job over that. Like, and, bro, no. on top of it, that's a definite shift change. That's a shift change for sure. When you have that much time frame, most of them only work eights. I highly doubt it was full 12, you know, but even still, you can see in there. Like, he was, like, laying on the floor. So wouldn't you be like, hey... What are you doing? Knock it off, you know? Right. Or even like another inmate. Well, and he's like a top security part too, because he's a murderer, you know, it's not like he's in the gen pop, I'm sure. So I thought that was like really sus. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about that part because it just seems like a little too good to be true. Like they didn't want to kill him. They wanted to teach him a lesson and then he stopped talking. And I thought that was super interesting. And that would Just definitely be doable if he I, was in a area to where like he was like, you know, segregated from everybody else. He had his own, right. he had his own thing. So it's like, if he doesn't have a, a cellmate, then I mean, yeah, he's, he's essentially alone. And I mean, mm-hmm. who, who's there gonna to notice somebody on the floor? Yeah. Like, I mean, really you're laying on the cement floor and you're just like, oh yeah, that's totally fine. Cause the lights are on. They don't shut yeah. the lights off in prison, people. It's not a thing. Oh, uh. So, yeah, I was like, they did that on purpose to him. And it wouldn't surprise me one single bit, you know, as to why. And, of course, they're going to use the same drugs that he yep. gets. I mean, come on. Like, it's that's a pretty easy fix, in my opinion. But we're just, mm-hmm. that's just my crazy conspiratorial mind on that part. And hopefully the Danites don't find me. <laughs> this is all for entertainment purposes this is this is right this is right (laughs) so that's just one of the many many stories i think that are really wild in mormon like mormon lore like this is not an old story this guy's not that old he's still alive and so i mean i also have another little conspiratorial thing here is it makes you wonder if he was set up with the pipe bombs Okay, because what makes you think do. that? Well, because they would have known if they found out because they were kind of getting onto him and they fronted him all that money. And so if they would have known that they got caught like in a looking stupid, you know, 
they might've sent some people out to set up other people in the whole chain to frame him and then put a bomb in his car. But again, it didn't kill him. And that goes right back to the same thing in prison. They could have been screwing with him the whole time. Like why, why the two that killed the others, but not his now, I mean, if he did it, preservation of self, got it. But if not, that's odd. You know, one's yeah. not, which one's not like the other. Right. And then it also makes you think, okay, so then why would it, if he was being set up, why would his not have, you know, the mm -hmm. extra nails and oh, all the other oh. bit shrapnel that are going to essentially do the most amount of, of damage? Like why just make it a because straight up explosive with nothing else and just kind of toss it you know because they somewhere that he's look. just in the business right but like why not well, he was in his car yeah because it's far worse to live and be punished than it is to die i'm sorry i think that it's far worse to sit in a prison cell and know you were set up and know that you are paying for it because you did them dirty. So they're doing you dirty. Like sometimes that's why the mob sends out people to cut off people's fingers or whatever. They don't kill them, you know, or they cut yeah. off their tongue. Yeah. Right. It's like, and, and maybe he's not speaking because they threatened his family. I, I mean, I'm sure he has kids. Every good Mormon does. So uh -huh. I didn't look at kids, but um, I'm certain he would have had kids. So it's just interesting to me as an, a little, I mean, we're conspiracy theorists, so we got to throw out all the fun conspiracies that it could be, right? But right. not saying that it 100% is. I mean, he could have just been trying to get rid of the stuff, like I said in the first place. But yeah, makes you wonder. Really wonder. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm going to look up if he had kids. I bet he did. I mean... And it would have been a huge scandal here. Like some people are like, oh, well, that's not that big. No, that's a big deal. If you're going to take people away from the church, now you're messing with money because you're taking away their tithing. You're taking away revenue, you know, it, all mm -hmm. that stuff. So same he did. reason he had why four kids. you don't just yeah. walk away from Scientology. Like, he, right. you know, that it, they make so much money off of their people that, you know, if they start going away, you know, they start having these these big name people. People, I mean, you know, why do they go after Leah Ramey so hard? Like, you know, she was uh, one of those right. big big time people. Like a lot of her, you know, her money from acting and all that stuff, like went back into the church. Same with you know John Cruz or Tom John Tom Cruise, and uh, I think John Travolta uh, was another one as well. With the oh, Scientology. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it does say that they're um they're remained protected and had their identities changed and whatever, whatever, but or are protected either way. But it just makes sense to me that like there's only so many ways you can get to someone after you've taken everything. And right. your arm would be one. Your arm would be one. Like really just that. Like, that's just so rando to me. Like, that's just like, oh, he didn't hurt anything else. Just his freaking right arm. Okay. That's it's just weird. And then he refuses right. to speak. So, I mean, he has no a story. Is, it, is it a life? Does he, did he get a life sentence? Or is I think there a life. possible parole? <laughs> Let me look. I don't think he'll ever get out. 
I think because like I can I can was... see if maybe like there was like a possible possibility of parole like when he got like really really old you know and then like maybe at right. that point being you know well I can still do it and you know trying to try to do it again because no he doesn't got too much yeah so like that just yep. makes it makes it even weirder than because it's like okay it's not like he's gonna get out it's not like he can fake stuff from prison but, and get it but out what if what if they were doing things like having him do things in prison like guards or i mean you know if you're a forger that's a lucrative business even in jail let's be real right i mean so, so like what if you got a guard or somebody that needs some little favor like sign my wife's uh life insurance <laughs> i don't know like right. who knows what something so it could be a lot of things but it's just all speculation, but it does make you wonder where that was his only injury from that. That's just so strange. I don't know. It it, it yeah, caught me off it, guard. So then it makes you kind of question whether or not this is something that has to do with the guards or is this something that has to do with the inmates? Right. But or then did he again, screw if somebody over? Like not if he's not a with inmates, then I mean it has it would have to be. It would have to be staff. Be the guards, yeah. It would have to be like, and, or, I mean, you know, there's corruption in every level, so it could go clear up. Who knows? We'll never know. That's for sure. Right. Or, you know, it could have been just a freak accident, but I think that was a really weird freak accident. If you ask me. Yeah. So. That just, yeah, there's, there's still, there's too many things. It just, the math isn't too many mapping. questions. Yep. And then on top of it, you know, it still is a huge embarrassment to the church because still a lot of people to this day believe that story. I mean, tons of people. That's why when you first texted me about it, I was like, oh, it's fake, you know, but a, but a lot of people don't know the story behind it, that there was a situation like if you dig enough and it's not far, you will find some strange stories involving that toad. So they definitely want to keep that out of the freaking, you know, population. I mean, that's just going to embarrass them again. Like, oh, crazy Joseph Smith is talking to frogs. Like, come on. Yep. <laughs> and the church doesn't like that either. I'm sure of that. Like, that's not going to be a fun a fun time for them if that also recirculates. And every few years, you know how things re-pop up. It's, it's something they can't bury fully. So it's one of those. Right. It kind of, I kind of feel like it's, it's been overdue since there's been a Catholic priest scandal in a while as well. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, and every now and again, it's just so old now that everybody either says, well, it's a lie. Like if I go up to somebody and say, you know, Joseph Smith talked to a toad. They're like, oh, that was fake. That was the salamander story. So here's another little swing on it. What if they wanted that to get out so that they could cover up that story? Nothing better than a good scandal to make everybody say, no, no, I heard about that. That's not true. It's fake. The guy got arrested. That, yeah, that, I mean, I never really, I never really thought about that, but that would make total, total sense. Like, you know, yep, okay, they're coming out to just, cover it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause then, yeah, you're not going to be looking this way. You're going to be looking that way. And what Damn, if they did that blown. to him? What if they did that to him? So like, okay, you did this fake. The first one's fake. They caught it when he goes to do this again. Cause that wasn't, 
he sold 41 documents to the church. This wasn't only like one or two. These are just the ones we're talking about. 41 documents. So eventually maybe they said, we know you're full of it. Now you owe us. You owe us a favor. So write this letter. And maybe that's why we were trying to to kill him. I want to say, man, I had, I knew the number earlier of like how much, like in total, like he made a really high number. Yeah, it was, it was quite a bit because I mean, he, he was making a full living off this. This was his, his job. And, but he was terrible about handling money and he was always broke because he would buy these crazy things. He was always buying new documents and stuff that were real. Mm -hmm. So. And then yeah, that was another thing. He that. was like, uh, he was like one million dollars in debt. I I believe by this point. Yeah, he was far. It was bad. And then, on top of it, the government stuff. Like, okay, take the church out of it. Maybe it was the government. You know, who knows? But, I mean, I feel like it would have been, it would have been a full. Like, I don't think they would have messed around. Like, I don't I don't think they would have given him an arm injury. I think they just would have abstained him, because. Right. You know, I, that's, in my opinion, what the government does. They don't really want that out. So if it were them and they were angry, I feel like it would have been cleaner, I guess. But who knows? You, you would think knows. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Entertainment purposes. Only. Uh, inter- yeah. We we don't know anything. We I know <laughs> nothing. Danites, don't come at me. <laughs> yes. Back back over to to that for for a minute. What what do you what do you got on that? Like that's that's oh pretty gosh. wild. That's pretty the crazy. Danites. So there was um an act. This is what got Joseph Smith into some trouble as well. On top of that, he stole the Freemason stuff and everything else that he did. But they knew that he had a secret army, and they knew that he was getting numbers that were bigger than their whole like city. So they were getting worried about that because they knew he had the backing. And then, so he put these people in that were very secretive and they would, they're basically an army of the Lord. Yeah. The, the holy the, leg breakers. In, yeah. The holy leg breakers. That's right. <laughs> and they would, they would do it. I mean, they, they didn't feel like it was bad. You know, because they were, it was like um, bleeding the beast. So it says they were a fraternal organization founded by the members of the LDS June 1838 in the town of Far West, Missouri. So it's like they're a real thing. I mean, yeah, it was to protect the Mormons from attacks and to carry out reprisals against non-Mormon enemies and internal dissenters, i.e. apostates. So, yeah, kind of nerve wracking. And wow, then that really course, does make it, you wonder. Like, there's still, still a thing. Like, they, they oh, have to be. There's no oh, way yeah. that there's there's no fucking way. And it says there is no evidence they continued to exist after 1838. But I don't know about all that. Yeah. Yeah. How many I mean, other secret I, organizations yeah. that uh, no longer exist? Supposedly. Right. Exactly. Because you know, and I know it's already a super secret thing. Literally over the last 10 years, maybe their secrets have trickled down, but they kept them for that long. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. And they're Masons. So yeah, they know how to keep their secrets and oh, so it doesn't surprise me one bit if they still have some stuff like that. I mean, 
it would be, they have other secrets that people don't necessarily talk about. And I know there's more way bigger things than even I know. Cause there's been a lot of talk about that, like a uh, higher up people that get out. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's some, some things that still go on. Yeah. Right. Man. I, <laughs> only one can speculate on like what yes. they would be, what kind of work would they be doing? And it's like, you know, and again, like, how is that stuff like going completely unnoticed? I'm sure. I, I'm, and it's like, they want to, they want to say it's because they're avenging like for the truth or whatever, but uh, I don't think so all the time. Brigham Young was a bloodthirsty one. He, you know, there, there's some stuff with him that's really, really bad. And I mean, I'm sure he had them doing all kinds of stuff, I'm sure. Like, it's, was there yeah. was there ever any 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 families like that were like a part of the church that maybe all of a sudden you just kind of were like just disappeared huh. they you know they haven't they haven't been around but then like you end up like later hearing i hear oh well they just they had to move they moved down to such and such <laughs> and you're like oh okay i know where that town is and yeah that's a, there's a big yeah. community down there that makes sense but then yeah well and especially back in the olden days like this is like back in the 18, 1900s. I mean, people move or leave all the time. Oh, you know about Joey. He got a job down in such and such or whatever, you know? Right. So yeah, they could disappear you real good. I'm pretty sure. And I, I mean, even nowadays, that's why I always talk about that, that I'm like, I would never, I would never do that to myself ever. Cause right. they always say, Oh, well, Utah has this high depression rate and Utah has this and Utah has that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm none of those things. So because maybe that's, I mean, just it's so easy cover up a lot of things and maybe a lot of yeah. things are actually going on and they're, you know, just like any other yeah. case, like all these people that were that's connected scary. to like the, the fucking Clintons and shit, like, Oh, like they yep. were hanging, you know, by, in a tree with a, you know, self-inflicted gunshot wound to the back of the head. Like, okay, right, yeah, to, get to the back the of the tree. Head, yep. Like, where's the gun? And they what, what? But it was ruled a suicide. Like, they did it themselves. Like, no, that yep. doesn't make any stare at all. They can't do that. Yep. And so no, they, that's a whole that. And even the second president of the church, Brigham Young, was called Bloody Brigham. They called him that because he was so into like war he did the mormon meadows massacre he wore a bloodstone you know how joseph wore his jupiter talisman well mm -hmm. brigham young wore a bloodstone and so yeah kind of creepy so I, I he was I've very seen, into some weird stuff i think i've seen those before in some metaphysical shops yeah he was very into that and for them being like oh you're not supposed to do any of that stuff like Okay, then what are you doing? You know, he also was the one to keep polygamy and he had, let's see, it's either 50 or 55 wives. He, he had a ton of wives. I mean, that's the known. <laughs> okay, so the mineral aggregate heliotrope, also known as bloodstone or, uh, I'm going to say that word. It's a uh, crypto-crystalline mixture of quartz that occurs mostly as jasper, sometimes as calcidic. So, pink green jasper with red inclusions of hematite. So, and he wore it always, yeah. Right. Let's see here. Symbolism. 
Bloodstone is known as a stone of courage. In ancient times, bloodstones were believed to be magical stones. Mm, magical, magical. But the church doesn't mm-hmm. believe in magic. Don't you know that? Right. He also had 56 wives, just so you know. How many? 56, wi- f- 56 wives. Jesus. Wow. But he wasn't. And so... Um, it's kind of fun. I'm going to Google my numbers here so that I don't get it wrong, but Brigham Young had, let's see how many kids did Brigham Young have? It's like 55 or something. It's less than one apiece. <laughs> it's like, okay, he had, let's see, 57 children, I think. So you're not, they say that Mormons are doing polygamy to procreate and have tons of kids and replenish the earth. You're not doing a very good job. You'd have been better off with like a couple wives and having, I mean, my, okay. So I did that episode with my ex-brother-in-law and he comes from a polygamous mm-hmm. family. They right. had three um, moms and he said his mom had 16, one had about 10 and one had like 13. So that's almost as many kids as Brigham had with three wives. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So that's like- Brigham was slacking, bro. <laughs> Yeah. So then here, he here's, up, <laughs> yeah. Here's this though. So uh, bloodstone is prized for its grounding energy and ability to provide clarity and focus during times of stress or emotional turmoil. Oh, keeping a level head there. Well, right. It doesn't surprise me. It also kind of makes you makes you think as well. If if he was if he was that kind of that person, then maybe he kind of had you know, a little bit more stuff going on in, in his head. And you know, again, this could be something that's just kind of helping with his you know emotional psyche, you know, as it were. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's always pictured with it. You can look up pictures of it, and he's always got it, which is. I think interesting, but especially because I mean, they sit there and want to say the church doesn't believe in magic or all this stuff. And then uh-huh. lo and behold, every time you turn around, there's some magical something or other, you know? And I just think that's, it, it speaks volumes of the church because if it wasn't like that, then why is there so much of it? And why is it so widely accepted? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense when these are the people that are leading them. This is literally the prophets who speak, you know, to God. So, right. Yeah. I'm it's, trying to find some pictures of it. Oh yeah. There's, I, if you put Looks in like Bloodstone Brigham. Oh, okay. I'll try that. Yep. Bloodstone Brigham Young. He always had it. I had some old pictures of it, but uh, it's like a square. Looks like a little square. Yep. Yep. Oh wow, and that's really that's a real dark one. A lot of a lot of jasper is showing that one. A lot of the red. Yep, and he always wore it was like attached to his watch. So okay, yeah, it's like now I'm starting to see these things. He had one of those watches with the long chains that comes across Mm -hmm. to his pocket. Yep. Okay. He totally did, and I'm. I mean, back then that wasn't so unusual, but to have the bloodstone attached to it, I think was. So, I mean, it just is so, so interesting to me that both of the early prophets had magical things when they're very anti all of that. There you go. 
There yeah, you go. That's the, yep. the watch attached to it and everything. That, that's absolutely and he's crazy. All, he's got, and nobody can say it wasn't his because there's a ton of pictures with him with it on, like exposed and showing. So the yeah, church doesn't even talk about that. Pictures of this in like a, some sort of a museum. That looks mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Yep. And so it's just interesting, all these little things that they, they do like, oh, okay, well, that's odd. How come, you know what I, it's just, yeah, it, it just seems, seems funny to me, but right. Yeah. What can yeah. we do? Talk about it. Conjecture all those fun things like we did. <laughs> so that's our story about the salamander, the salamander litters pretty good there's a lot more i mean you can go into like in-depth stuff like how it all happened but if you do that it's gonna be super long like who he swindled the names of the people and blah 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 i mean i didn't write all that down it's oh yeah <laughs> and do you remember the the name documentary i can't remember what that is i think it's just called salamander uh stories let me look it was on netflix and so it uh will tell you all like it's a it's a good representation i've watched it yes um, i have too yeah it's it's factual it's not out there let's see netflix the last thing you want to hear when you need your auto insurance most is thank you for calling please listen to your list of 46 possible service options which is why when you choose usaa auto insurance you'll get great service that is easy and reliable 24 7 online service for claims access to roadside assistance and more all at the touch of a button start getting the service you deserve get a quote today Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why is there an actual TV series called that? What? Murder. I think it's Murder Among the Mormons. That's what it is. Yeah, called. that's what it is. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yes, the Salamander stories. And there's a lot of crazy stuff on all those. So, like I said, I think we should do one on the Lafferty's because their, their stuff is crazy. And if you haven't seen Under the Banner of Heaven, it is a must see. It is where, wild. Where can you find that? Let me see that. And it's um super. Their representations of the the temple. Um, let's see. I think it's Hulu. It is a season one. Like Hulu. Uh huh. Just yep. where to and watch it's a true it. story. So good. Oh, it's got uh. Oh, what's his? I can't even think of what his name is. The Culkin kid? Uh, Rory no, Culkin? I don't think so. Maybe. But it gets it gets wild. <clears throat> that dad was super, 
super wild. You'll have to, you'll have to watch it. So when we talk about it, you'll be like, what on earth? Cause it's way like on a scale of one to 10 with salamander stories, I would say it's like a nine compared to like a five. It's way worse, way oh, worse. And there's representations. I couldn't believe when I was watching it because it was representing actual temple scenes in the temple, like the stuff we do. And oh, so shit. I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, how did they do this? And like, they did. I'm I'm surprised they didn't get sued by the church, but I don't know how, I don't know how that didn't happen, but that didn't happen. So that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, it is and okay. I, As yeah. Detective Jeb Pyre investigates the murder of Brenda Wright Lafferty and her baby daughter in a suburb in Salt Lake Valley, he undercovers buried truths about the origins of the LDS religion and the violent consequences of unyielding faith. Yep. It's so dun, good. Dun, 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 dun. And, so watch that, people, because it'll definitely probably be an episode on the Lafferty murders. It will probably need more than one. It's it's more, a little more in depth because they talk. It's a little hard with Mr. Mark here. He doesn't want to talk no more. So, <laughs> Right. No kidding. We got to go off of whatever is at the very first and then that's about it. So how, how old would he be right now? Um. So he was born in 54. So that's like my mom's age. Probably 60s. Yeah. I just I, I, have, a, I have a feeling like there's no way that somebody that has the kind of demeanor and attitude that he does to just completely go silent and not talk about something uh -uh. I feel yeah. like is on his deathbed when he knows or he's got to a point where he's just like, I don't really care. Like, what are you going to do to me? I feel like at that point, but... then he'll come out and either A, it's going to be a whole bunch of made up bullshit, which would probably be entertaining for the most part, yeah. or or two gonna come and he's just gonna you know drop the mic and it's a big old bombshell and everybody's just like uh wait what and well he's only 69 too so i mean but he's got four kids and if it is something where the cops are involved he's not gonna talk i bet you money he won't because of his kids it's one but who knows he is a narcissistic type personality sometimes they don't care I, I don't write because I, care about I just saw something. the, to, I can't remember if I saw it today or if it was yesterday, but they finally uh, solved the, the Zodiac killer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like they, they pinpointed it to this, uh, this dude, I can't remember what his name is now, but he was an ex-military guy that had lived in the area, had the, uh, the same scar across the um, across oh, the forehead and everything and like it showed these pictures of him all the way through and like within like the last few years of his life he started confessing to family and stuff and he was like yeah i was, was the zodiac oh, wow. killer and like was able to was giving them information that was not publicly out and then like he died in like i think 2018 wow well They've probably known and they just kept that for like distraction, distraction. Don't look over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Who knows what they're doing? Oh my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so I hope you guys had fun today on the Crazy Mormons. We'll get back to some more soon. Yes, I'll, definitely, I'll get another, definitely. We'll get a Lafferty murders going on because that one's really good. That right. And, I mean, not good. it's not good. You guys can expect you know, several different things, you know, over the, the coming time to to come out of all, all sorts. Whatever we can come across, we're we're gonna do it. That's for that's for we'll sure. We'll do it. Yes. Heck yeah. All right. Well, Everybody, don't forget, you can find me at the Unfiltered Rise um, everywhere podcasts can be served and unfilteredrise at Gmail if you want to contact me. Um, I love being here. I love talking with you, especially because we have our own rapport. We have our own like flow about it. And I I love that. Although I was at, I was a Mike Hogg tonight. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're completely fine. This has been fun. It's always fun. We're going to have a lot more coming yeah. and everything. And again, if everybody, you haven't listened to any of her stuff, go do that. Go follow her. Um, I know uh, I, you know, tried to re, you know, reshare and all the things that, you know, she posts. So it's like, if you don't come across hers, but you are following mine, you will be able to find it there. I do make sure that she's tagged in all the, all the different things and whatnot. But until next time, everybody. Make sure and share. One second. Make sure and share your stuff too in case they hear you on mine so they can find yes. you. Uh, and again, this is the the Big Grimbowski podcast. You can find me on the different social medias. There's Linktree. Uh, I always put in with all my all my stuff and that will take you to all the places. iHeartRadio, Spotify, TikTok, IG, you name it. It's there. So hit the buttons, hit the follows, likes, all the things. And remember, everybody, y'all. <laughs>